0: joining us. So a couple things about today's episode. First, there were some issues with the sound. I'm still trying to learn how to perfect this podcasting thing and get my sound quality to be its best. So I apologize for that. Second, our guest is Cheryl Gambudi, who's originally from Southern California, but now living in New Jersey. Cheryl's birthday was earlier this week. So we would like to give her a big shout out and wish her a very happy birthday. Happy birthday, Cheryl. Finally, I want to thank Taylor for emailing us her best thing at the gym this week. Don't forget to send me an email with your best things. You can email me, Rebecca, at leotard.com, a voice memo, or even just an email, and we'll read it over the air. We can't wait to hear from you. Now, I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, this is Rebecca Dengrove, and I'm here today with Cheryl Gambuti, and we're bringing you Life in a Leo. So, Cheryl, um, you have a really interesting story, in my opinion. You were a gymnast. You became a judge. You have a daughter that's also a gymnast. You know, I think you understand the sport from a bunch of different perspectives. So why don't we get started and you just sort of give us your origin story. How did you get into gymnastics and and where did it take you?
1: Okay. Um, When I was nine years old, I was playing on the playground with my best friend at the time And she was doing all kinds of flips and she was a gymnast and I didn't really know anything about the sport. And I said, could you teach me something? So she started teaching me on the playgrounds whatever. And then one day she said, Oh, we have bring a friend day. So I went and I fooled around. And then next thing you know, it was a tryout for practice for the team, which I had no knowledge of anything. So I tried out and it was basically strength, conditioning, flexibility and all that. And, um, a month later, I got an invitation that I made the team. and Oh, my gosh. It, yes, and I was nine years old, so I, you know, basically was older at that point in time to start gymnastics. But um, I kind of moved through the levels very fast. I picked up very quickly. You know, I did level three, level two, then class one, and eventually I went into the elite zone meet, and I qualified as an elite gymnast.
0: Wow. So how old were you when you qualified elite?
1: I was 16. Okay. Wow. So
0: you learned,
1: you learned fast. (laughs) Yes, I did learn fast. I, um, I picked it up very quickly and I really didn't have a lot of fear, which I think that helped. Um, Definitely. Yes. And, um, so I, you know, I decided that, you know, at a certain point that, you know, I wanted to do more with my gymnastics
0: Uh uh-huh so what like what kind of skills were you doing at the time what was typical for an elite gymnast or was this in the
1: 80s i did um yes i did jaegers i did double backs i did you know basically i did soup layouts i didn't do fools i know like that some people did
0: um i did handspring fronts uh-huh and who were like the biggest competitors at the time in the elite uh around the country were you competing against I think I remember like no, but, Sabrina like, Mar, Mirror, um,
1: um, Hope
0: was around. Hope V. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, and so, what was your favorite event to, to train to compete? Um, my favorite
1: event was bars. Actually, I love bars, which is really funny because my daughter's a gymnast and her favorite event was bars as well. But I love bars. Um, but my best event probably was vault. Oh, wow. That's so
0: different. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: I just didn't. Uh, I was really, really powerful when it came to ball, but I just, I don't know. It just wasn't as fun as swinging on the bars. Right.
0: What was your best skill on bars?
1: Probably a Jaeger.
0: Uh-huh. Did you do it straddled or piped? Straddled. Nice. And the bars were close, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Well my the last couple of years they opened up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think there was a video but when posted. I started, recently. They were close. Yes. Yeah. I think there was a video posted recently, um, just before NCAA season and it had Rhonda Fain. It showed like all the college coaches that when they were gymnasts and it showed Rhonda Fane doing like a takach of half or something on bars and it was so like oh she did god. it so That's well good. and the bars were so close and it was like, Oh
1: my god. <laughs> when I, when I, before they opened up, I used to do heck backs.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then that, right after that year, it switched.
0: Uh-huh. Nice. Um, do you have, you know, this is one of the questions I like to ask everybody. Do you have a lucky Leo or a favorite Leo that you can remember competing in? I, you know, I actually asked my mother
1: and I wasn't really sure. And she said it might be a blue or maroon one. But I really didn't have, like, that type of lucky thing. I carried a lucky key with me. Oh, that's I, funny. Yeah. Um, it was, like, to me, it was, like, the key to success. And it was, like, this lucky key. Oh,
0: that's awesome. Um,
1: yeah. But I didn't, a, I didn't have a lucky leotard. But my daughter, on the other hand, absolutely loved Rebecca Mom's leotards. And no. every single one of them, always, she always, every time I went to any Congress or whatever, I had to buy leotards from her. Because she <laughs> the way they felt, they were comfortable, she could move, they didn't cut her. They were just her favorite Leos. Oh, that's great. Oh, we like to hear that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm not even
0: just doing it on purpose. That's her favorite Leos, if you ask her today. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So how far did you get as a gymnast? Like, when you, once you qualified elite, like, what was the biggest meet you got to compete in?
1: Um, well, it was just the elite zone meet, because I blew out my knee, unfortunately. And oh, that man. took me oh, out yes. of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you were saying that that actually changed your oh, uh, sort, sort of your direction in life. And... Yeah.
1: Well, I, you know, once you're, you know, you're on that lead track, you obviously want to try to get into international meets and you want to try to maybe make a world championship team or the national team. And, you know, um, but you know, when you have like an injury, like I blew out my knee, so that injury kind of was like a year recovery. And being an older gymnast, it really made it difficult to say, oh, I'm going to come back. Mm -hmm. Um, I did come back, but I decided that I was going to go a different direction and go into college and just be a student, not a student athlete, but just a student enjoy some of those things that I didn't get to experience in high school.
0: Amazing. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it
1: was good. And I, and I got very involved in high school, in, in college. I, for two years, I didn't really do a lot. And then I decided that I was going to join a sorority. Then I decided to be on the, uh, a cheerleader. So then I cheered and I became captain. Wow. for two years. Yeah. So I really enjoyed the college experience without, you know, the gymnastics world.
0: Uh-huh. Did you feel like there were things you had learned as a gymnast that you were able to apply to your life outside of gymnastics or that helped you get through college? I mean, obviously as a cheerleader, I'm sure there was a lot of overlap. Um,
1: yeah, there was actually
0: a lot of my, uh,
1: gymnastics helped you. There's not a lot of time when you're at that level of a gymnast to balance homework, life going out, and all that. So a lot of the cheerleaders, you know, struggled with their grades and stuff like that. But I really didn't have that issue because I knew how to do time management. Mm-hmm. And that plays every single day of my life with the kids now and going here and getting your school, your, their schoolwork you know, organized and them getting organized and me being organized just to judge and, and, you know, do the things that I need to do in my household
0: you know, for everyday life. It really helps you become disciplined every day. Right, right, yeah, that's great. Um, when, at what point did you decide to become a judge and how did that come about? Well, I moved
1: to New Jersey because I was really from California. So I moved to New Jersey and I met Jean Devaney <laughs> and Bonnie and um, and I was coaching um, at a high school and I coached high school gymnastics. Oh 19... wow. Yes. Um, so they knew me and they said, oh, you know, you should come to this clinic where the new compulsories were out. We would really love for you to learn the routines to help teach them. Nice. Okay. Okay. I'll help you guys out. No problem. So I went to the clinic and after the clinic was over, I learned all the routines and I was teaching, I was going around teaching everybody. They're like, well, you know, all the routines you might as well test now. (laughs) Uh huh. (laughs) So I said, Okay. And so then I decided, all right, I'll test. Them. And then they said, oh, you need a recommendation from somebody that judged you or knew you, you know, when you competed. And I said, oh, okay. And they're like, you know, ask them to write your recommendation and then you can, you know, get into the judging. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to call Connie Maloney. And meanwhile, I didn't know she was the uh, <laughs> the judging world. They're like, who? And I was like,
0: Connie. And they're like, oh, Okay. <laughs> And you knew Connie from when you were competing as a or when you were training um we're gymnast and stuff. And she
1: she one. um yeah, and she tri- and she uh judged me when I was a gymnast. Oh wow. Yeah.
0: I didn't know she was out in California. Yes, she was. She actually nice. owned a gym, Verdugo's. Oh right. Yes. I remember hearing that. Okay. And I remember Verdugo. I I mean I used to compete against Verdugo all the time. So Yeah. And yeah. Hal Halverson, right? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Very cool. Um, And so when you started judging, was it still, what year was it that you started judging? Um, I believe it was 1998. Okay. So it had switched from the class system into people were doing levels and stuff like that.
1: Correct. Yes. Because I remember like when they were telling me, I'm like, I can't do that. I don't even, we did DRVs and all that. And then they were like, Oh, that's just the knee. Don't worry about it. you. you <laughs> <got that." laughs> so yeah, it, it switched at that time. So I, that
0: was the other thing I was like, I don't really know it, but it came very easy. Uh huh. And, um, at that point, had your head. Well, you have three kids and your oldest daughter is a gymnast. So at that point, had she already started doing gymnastics or what, you know, what's her Mm. sort of history in the sport? She didn't start
1: gymnastics. I was actually judging and coaching before she started. And then, um, then she wanted to try it. And she didn't even really know I was a gymnast at this point. She just thought I coached and judged and, and she loved it. And, you know, I kind of like, tried to kind of actually talk her out of it a little bit (laughs) because just because of the commitment not so much that I didn't love the sport I just knew what type of commitment it took
0: right and I
1: was like well let's try some other sports and you know well we did and yeah she turned around and said you know a couple months later can I go back to gymnastics (laughs) Um, no yeah so then she was at she she competed for north stars Mm -hmm. She was there for 14 years, and Uh yeah, then she got a scholarship for uh, Temple University,
0: and now she's there. Wow. And what events does she compete for Temple?
1: Uh, She mostly did, um, well, her favorite event was bars, but she just um, had shoulder surgery, so she's she's done this year. mm. So she's going to be, uh, she's actually a student athlete assistant coach this year. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so... um, basically she's you know helping in another role now Uh uh-huh
0: you know doing her rehab and all that
1: for this year
0: does she does she want to follow in your footsteps and become a judge or does she think when she's done with this year she's ready to move on um she
1: actually did just recently say that she she's very good at knowing the skills and the levels and combinations and bonus already so she actually just said recently that she would be interested in judging but um she's actually applying for graduate school so it won't be anytime soon right now uh-huh <laughs> awesome
0: um did you ever have to like did you judge- ever judge your daughter or coach her or anything like that um I've actually done both oh wow <laughs> um,
1: I've gone into North Stars and filled in and stuff, and as a coach, and I have coached her. I always asked not to have her, but it seems somehow I seem to. <laughs> but um, she's actually a very mature, you know, young lady, and she never had a problem with me coaching her. She didn't call my mom when I was in the gym; it was Cheryl, and
0: uh-huh.
1: was just she really responded
0: very well, and I treated her just like any other athlete. Uh Uh-huh. And what was it like for you as a judge to sit there and have to judge your own daughter?
1: Um, You know, at first I was, to be honest, I was a little nervous about it because I was like, oh, my God, I feel so bad for her. You know, I really, you know, this is just kind of weird. But, as you know, the meet went on and she came around later in the rotations of the meets. And Mm -hmm. I just, you just don't even notice anymore. It's just an athlete with a leotard on. You don't really know that, you know, she's your daughter. Right. And, you know, the only thing I could say is, you know, I know there's a lot of myth about if you judge your own athlete that, you know, like you're going to give them points. I was always the low judge. So that didn't really work that way in her. favor. (laughs) (laughs) I only had to judge her. I think I only judged her in in my whole lifetime, maybe two or three times. And you're an acting judge anyway. And it's only because it was desperate need, not because because usually I won't do that. Right,
0: right. And as a parent sitting in the sideline, what's it like having to watch her, you know, understanding the sport and having so much knowledge about it? What was that like having to watch her compete?
1: Well, I'm probably the worst parent watching my daughter compete. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody, <laughs> if anybody truly knows me, they know I don't watch her on beam. <laughs> uh uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I watch her on all
0: the other events and I tend not to watch her on beam. Oh, that's funny. Just because you get so nervous or you feel like you're going to, like, make her nervous by watching? Um,
1: I think it's because I thought I would make her more nervous. Uh, I mean, it's a little bit hard because you know technique, so you know when they're off and you know when they're coming off. And there's nothing you can do anyway, so it's not really that. I think it's just, it It was like, I felt like I would make her more nervous to be able to perform. Like, I would, you know, like, she expected me more on that event. Mm-hmm. You know, on the you know bars. I don't know the other events. I guess because there's music in the background. Vault, you have adrenaline. Bars, she was so good. I
0: just think it was just me. It was the event. Uh huh. So, as uh, is bars also your favorite event to judge? It actually is. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine too. <laughs> it just um, it's
1: fast. It's I don't. It's more challenging, I think, than the other events.
0: Uh huh.
1: And I. I like the uh, the excitement of bars and and when they hit a really good routine it just I don't know I feel just as good as they do (laughs) Uh
0: uh-huh yeah I I can totally relate to that I mean that's why I love bars too it's so much fun to watch and it's so unlike anything else
1: um left coaching like a while ago um just because of You know, the kids and the schedule, it's nighttime. Judging, I could fit it in on my weekends, on the weekends, you know, you choose. So it just worked well with the family. Right. But it also gave me the opportunity to give back to my favorite sport, which is gymnastics.
0: Yep. Uh, Yeah, I hear you 100%. Um, So what are some of your, like, your best memories from the sport, either yours as an athlete or yours watching your daughter or... Anything else that you've experienced from gymnastics? Wow, that's a
1: really good question.
0: I would probably say um,
1: it would probably be watching my daughter compete and, like, hit all four events and feeling good about herself. Because I know Gianna was a, a, a little bit different. That's my daughter. She wasn't, like, the type of kid that I always wanted to win. She really was okay with not being number one. Uh-huh. Which is in this day and age, that's not really the case. Everybody wants to be number one. And she didn't really that didn't matter to her. It was more of if she did the best that she could have done that day and she did well for herself. And if she placed on a couple events, that would be great. But if she knew she did hit all four events in a meet and had an outstanding day, that to me
0: and and to her was like the best. Yeah, that's awesome. What a, what an amazing sort of outlook and approach to it all, too. Yeah, and when
1: when she first started gymnastics, I, you know, she never knew that I was an elite, and she didn't find out until way long. Like, I think it was her her maybe second year as a level ten. Oh wow! Because um. I <laughs> I just always I wouldn't tell her that I was you know where I was, and I just didn't. I didn't want her to have that pressure that she had to be something because Uh I was like, I really never wanted her to ever pursue an elite just because I just wanted her to be able to do a lot of things. Right. And I know the elite route is not for everyone, you know, and you have to have that mindset that you want to be number one. And
0: it wasn't her. So switching gears a little bit, what are some of your favorite things to do outside of gymnastics?
1: Outside of gymnastics. Well,
0: <laughs> I know, does anybody have my, a life
1: outside of gymnastics? <laughs> I know, but one of my favorite things to do has something to do with gymnastics, unfortunately, but it is my favorite <laughs> thing to do. Um, I love to run gymnastics meets. Oh my gosh. Okay. And so can I you elaborate
0: love, on that?
1: <laughs> yeah. I love being a meet director for a team or a, you know, a gym for to help them raise money for their um parents association. Wow. What is it that you like about running a meet? Really every bit of it. I like setting it up. I like organizing the rotations. I like running the day of the meet. I like um the only thing I don't like about it is I don't like announcing. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Um, I just like, you know, I like handing out the awards. I like when the meet is run efficient and, you right. know, everybody's happy and everyone's like, yeah, this was a great meet. You know, we got in and out and everybody's just, you know, and the parents made money for their team to, so they could go to Las Vegas or wherever they're going. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It just makes me feel good that
0: I helped the sports stay alive. Uh-huh. Well, any uh, meat directors listening that need help running an efficient meat, um, DM me, and I'll put you in touch with Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, I just, yeah,
1: exactly. It's just, you know, I mean, yes, they, you know, they pay me to come in and run it, but it, it, you know, I don't, you know, go out crazy, I you know, with the amount. I just, I just want to be able to give them the chance to be able to go to those bigger meets, Right. Right especially when the teams are smaller and they're trying to make it work for them.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Well, you're so organized. And I think, you know, there's probably a lot of like, there's so many little tasks that are involved that it's like a constant sense of accomplishment as you're working towards completing the meet. And then to your point, you know, you have that success of raising the money and everybody feeling like it was a good competition. um, If the meet goes efficiently. So that's exactly. I mean, and you know,
1: like, you know, last, you know, it, just in December last year, I helped um, Jason Bauer run the um, Robin Cohen
0: um, Memorial.
1: Oh, that's a big meet. And that's a big meet. And this year he did it in three gyms. And, you know, he needed another meet director. So me, Patty Strickland, and, you know, Jason, you know, ran that meet. And it was all for, you know, to raise money for cancer and awareness. Amazing. Yeah. And you just can't feel any better than that, you know, when you're doing such, you know, things for such a good cause and for, you know, a
0: purpose. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And so we're almost done here. The last question I love to ask everybody is what does life in a Leo mean to you? you no, know, life in a Leo, I,
1: I would say it would be commitment, um, responsibility, dedication. And probably it means my life mm-hmm. and, and in all aspects. It really, you know, it really defined who I was. It didn't make who I was, but it definitely made me go in a different direction mm-hmm. where I wouldn't have done probably. I mean, maybe I wouldn't be running meets. Maybe I wouldn't. but if without those things that I've learned as a gymnast, in that leotard made me come all round like a full circle mm-hmm. and be able to you know give back to the
0: gymnastics community oh, I love that oh Cheryl this was really awesome thank you so much for your time today you're welcome <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, I- hope uh, life in a leotard takes off like a death. oh thanks so much Now it's time for the best thing in the gym this week. Thanks again to Taylor for emailing us, and congrats. She's doing some awesome work in the gym. Keep it up. The best thing that happened to me this week was doing
1: straddle giants in between the bars because regular weren't working for me being a 5'7 gymnast and discovering that even through an injury, you still can do a lot and you have to there to support you, to keep you motivated, to keep going.
0: Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. There's some big meets going on this weekend and big events. Good luck to everybody. Hope everyone has a great meet, stay safe, and compete hard. Let us know how you do. Please tag hashtag life in a Leo or hashtag best things in the gym. So that we can find out, we're excited to share every special moment that you wanna share on social media. Now go out there, do your best, and don't forget to point your toes.